0: It's The Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia.
1: And welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Well, I hope you had a great weekend and ready to get on and crack on with another week, the 23rd today of May for 2022. And coming up in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with Sally Tindall, and having a look at the labour policy of the help to buy scheme which of course is aimed at getting a lot more first home buyers into new homes but first let's take a look at weather around Australia.
0: It's the main centre forecast with propertybuyer.com.au.
1: And good morning to Sydney, where it's expected to be wet today for your Monday. Showers and a high of 19 degrees. Melbourne expecting a mainly fine day with cloud clearing and 17 degrees. Brisbane expecting showers with 22. And in Perth, rain, some of it heavy and the possibility of some storms on your Monday and a high of 7. 17.
0: Enjoy your morning coffee. Wake up every morning to the Real Estate Podcast.
1: Well, as we experienced on Saturday night, a new government led by Anthony Albanese has come to power. So let's bring in this morning, RateCity.com.au Research Director, Sally Tindall. And good morning, Sally. You would have been watching like the rest of us with a lot of attention to the detail on Saturday night. And as I mentioned yesterday, Labor has made small gains, but Scott Morrison's coalition party has been punished by voters in Western Australia and affluent urban seats in particular. So what were some of your thoughts as this unfolded on Saturday night?
0: was really interesting to watch, Craig. Uh, We thought it was going to be an incredibly long night and then it actually turned out to be a lot clearer than we were expecting at an early stage. Yes, it was interesting to see how well the independents did, particularly in urban areas such as Sydney. You've got Warringah, you've got McKellar, Wentworth, they all look like they've fallen to the independents, which was really a vote against the establishment.
1: Yeah and I I don't think that the the government of the day the Morrison government really had any idea just how big that independent block was going to be
0: Well, there was a lot of messages coming out from the from the coalition talking about what an independent vote would look like, what what it would mean. And that meant that they were worried, to be honest. Um they did say, you know, an independent vote could end up being a vote for Labour and things like that. Uh so I do think that they were looking out for it, but I, I don't think, as you say, they thought it was going to be as comprehensive as it now looks like it will be. Obviously the votes are still being counted. Some of these seats are incredibly tight still. But what is undeniable is that there was a big move towards these independence in
1: certain areas. And I wonder just how much of a burn factor Morrison the individual had on this particular outcome.
0: Well, he talked um, a lot about being a bulldozer in the dying days of the campaign. And again, I think that points to the fact that, you know, their research was showing that personally he might be on the nose. But beyond the individual, when they're voting, I think they look to strong local members. I think that they look to strong policies and issues that actually affect them in the electorate or that is, you know, personally important to them. You can't say it was one or the other. I think that people are smarter than that when they come. Um, to be, you know, when they get to the ballot box.
1: Well, I thought it was also quite a good idea this morning to have a bit of a look at recapping Labor's policy for housing and what was promised to first-home buyers. Of course, it is called Help to Buy Scheme and the scheme is capped at 10,000 places a year and is limited to individuals earning less than $90,000 or couples earning $120,000. The government would substitute Consequently, own a share in the house which you can choose to buy back over a period of time. And if your income increases above the thresholds, you would have to start buying it back. And if you sell the house, the government would take back its share along with relevant proportions of any capital gains, making it a potential revenue earner. Similar shared equity schemes are already running in some states like the Keystart Program in Western Australia and Home Buyer Fund in Victoria. So that's a little bit of a look at the Help to Buy scheme, but Labor were also going to adopt the Morrison plan too, weren't they?
0: Yeah, it was interesting to see that that not only did they come up with this Help to Buy scheme, uh, but also that they said that they would continue the first home guarantee or the home guarantee. It's already running. It's been running for two years. But what the uh, coalition promised was more places in the scheme and higher threshold, uh, property price threshold, so you could buy a more expensive house. And what Labor came out and said in the campaign is that they would do that as well. So that means we would have 10,000 places in the help to buy scheme, but also another 50,000 places per financial year for the home guarantee scheme where you can buy a property with as little as 5% deposit and not have to pay lenders mortgage insurance. Out of that 50,000, it is broken down. 35,000 places are for first home buyers. There's 10,000 places for regional Australians and then uh, 5,000 places for single parents.
1: I wonder how the first home buyers are feeling, do you think, this morning after the election a couple of days old?
0: It seemed like a policy void at the beginning of this election campaign where that both sides weren't really putting forward much in terms of housing affordability, despite it being a key issue in the election. And then by the end, we had schemes coming out of our ears. So, you know, I think people will be looking at what options they have now that the dust might look to be settling in Labor's favour. They'll be poring over the details with more interest about what this Help to Buy scheme is all about, but also they could equally be queuing up for a spot in that um, home guarantee scheme as well. What I would say is it's so important to understand what you know the fine print might look like, particularly with that help to buy scheme where you if you when you do start earning more money, you do have to start buying back some equity in your property. You know, what the possible outcomes could be in the short, medium, and long term, because the prognosis for the property market after going through huge increases last year in record busting increases is down. So just understanding what that could mean um, for you if you're buying a property or hope to buy a property in the future.
1: Okay, let's get away from politics and look at the rest of 2022 with the cash rate rises. I see that some of RateCity data has found that the average variable home occupier with a 500k 25-year principal and interest loan could see their monthly repayments rise by an extra $106 if the RBA hikes the cash rate by 0.40 percentage points next month in June, but we are really focused on the end of the year because the same borrower could be paying a massive increase of $443 more each month on the repayments by Christmas if the cash rate were to reach 1.75% as predicted. So tell us a little bit more about how much of a scary scenario that is right now for borrowers
0: oh that's right it's pretty intense figures that we're looking at at the moment craig because we're looking at not just one cash rate hike but multiple more in the next six to 12 months so our understanding when you look at the data Most Australians are actually well-placed to take this on the chin. We're not going to like it. No one wants to hand their their hard-earned cash over to the bank in higher interest rates. That's not fun. But most Australians will be able to manage these extra repayments. A lot of people have had the toughest financial test of their lives in over the last few years particularly people like small business owners who've had to shut their doors on and off throughout the pandemic uh, are still struggling to find staff because of you know shortages with the borders being closed or shortages because people have been off sick with covid uh, these people have not got you know huge buffers probably to fall back on and that's the concern is those people and i would say if you do have a mortgage Sit down, do the maths on what your mortgage repayments would look like if they were even 3% higher. If you don't like the look of that number, now is the time to take action, not in six months' time.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very valid point because how much of a reality check should people be putting into that whole question of stress testing their mortgage? Because it feels like they should perhaps be considering this so much in advance before the actual event takes place.
0: I think it's really important for people to be prepared to understand what the worst case scenarios might look like so that they, they feel comfortable when these rate rises come, you know, keep piling up. If you can make small changes in your budget today, it can help you, uh, An ongoing changes I'm talking about, that would be like switching to a lower rate loan now paying less on your mortgage as a nice lower starting base or making cuts to your budget on regular expenses so that you can get the benefit of that cut month after month after month or even something as basic but as frightening as asking your boss for a wage increase they're forecasting that wages will grow in the next six months particularly with our unemployment rate sitting at 3.9 percent now but you know that's meaningless unless you are actually going to see a pay rise. So it's really, you know, it's now's a good time to get up the gumption and ask your boss for a pay rise uh, to help you with those higher costs that are coming down the pipeline.
1: Sally, always a pleasure. Enjoy your Monday morning and thanks once again for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast.
0: Lovely to chat as always. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, the Real Estate Podcast.